Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Time for game day brought to you by Legacy Heating and Air with your hosts Tim Growl and Vince D'Addario. Good afternoon, Irish fans. This is the, the It Game, the game that's been on everybody's calendar for months. Probably for Irish fans, probably years. Your number four rated Fighting Irish are going to take on the number one Clemson Tigers. There's all sorts of storylines that could be called today. Can Brian Kelly win the big game? Can Ian Book step up to meet the challenge? Will this be a classic like the last four home games against number one teams? Remember Notre Dame versus Miami in 88? Or how about Notre Dame versus FSU in 93? Both games came down to virtually the last play for the Irish for their win. But there's also have the heartbreaks of the overtime loss in Nebraska at home. And of course, the controversial Bush push game in 2005. All big plays by USC. Will Clemson make the big plays? Will be the Irish? Whatever happens, we're here to get you ready and get you going with a great lineup of guests. Our guests today include Brandon Wimbush, Robbie Toma, Carlo Calabrese, Chris Sorridge, Brian Hamilton, and Clint Johnson. We'll have another version of the Who Are You uh, with Brian Driscoll from Irish Breakdown. And, as always, my co-host adding his expertise as the football analyst for Irish Breakdown. Good afternoon, Vince. I almost said good morning, Vince. So used to morning. Good afternoon. Well, yeah, it usually is the morning. It, it seemed like I was waiting all morning to get this thing kicked off, but uh, this is going to be an exciting one. I, I've personally flip-flopped back and forth uh, on this one so many times this week as we've been breaking it down, both on Sportsbeat and then over at Irish Breakdown. And uh, th- either way, this is going to be a close game. I, I do believe I think it's going to be a fun game. And, um, you know, the, the phrase that's been kicked around all week for Notre Dame is, if not now, when? And I and I think that that is very very apropos to this weekend. Uh, it, it should be a lot of fun to watch this thing play out tonight. Yeah, and what great weather! I know uh, Irish fans we'd like to have it in the snow and in this you know way down in the 30s or 20s. But it's going to be 72 degrees right now, and it's not supposed to go down much before game time. So probably high 60s, mid 60s. Still great weather. Wish the fans were all out there. Wish we were out there with our show like we normally would be for a home game. But we're glad you're all here listening with us. And through the magic of technology, we're able to connect to two players from Hawaii, and they are Carlo Calabrese and Robbie Toma. Good after, good morning in in Hawaii. <laughs> what is it about nine oh five there, guys? Good morning, yeah. Good morning, uh, yep. All right. Hey, just real quick, we'll get some more detail later uh, later on. But just give me a quick feel, uh, Carlo. We'll start with you uh, uh, about playing in a, a tight game because you guys in two thousand twelve played in a lot of tight games. <laughs> Yep, it's uh, we played a lot of tight games. Came to the last play in a lot of them. Um, pretty much, you just got to finish strong on all these games. How about the hype going into it? You know, do you remember how, how, how the campus was that any extra pressure? Where the other students come around and saying, "Hey, what's going to happen, Carlo?" Yeah, I never really listened to the hype at all. Really, I just um, focused on the game, and, and that was it. Robbie, comments on that? Two thousand twelve. Tight game. No, I mean, game. I mean, it's a different, you know. Obviously, with with you know, COVID going on right now, but 
you know, I, I do remember, I think game day came once or twice that year. Um, and just, you know, you, you get that feel and, and um, there's nothing like, you know, that atmosphere when, um, you know, game day's around and, and you see the big trailer pull up on campus. So, you know, it's just like stuff like that, that, that you know, the antes anticipation builds up all week. And, um, yeah, I've definitely missed playing in those. That's a lot of pressure. The guys today are going to be out a lot of pressure. Although, Vince, just real quick while we're here too, Brian Kelly kind of trying to downplay it. And believe me, I was here in 93 when we beat Florida State, and then I went to the Boston College game the next week and saw us lost. So he was kind of trying to downplay it a little bit too. Well, of course he's going to downplay it because he's got to be careful, and you know he doesn't want to put he doesn't want to put all the pressure on his players. He wants to take some of that on himself, and that's what a good head coach does. But the bottom line is this is a huge game for him. Uh, it, it, it's a huge game for Ian Book, for that matter. Uh, you know, the, the biggest knock on both of those guys right now is that they, they can't win the big one, so to speak, right? So this is a, a perfect opportunity to get that monkey off of both their backs. And I, I think it, it it sets up very, very well for Notre Dame uh, in this game, the way everything has kind of fold, unfolded and, and the way that Notre Dame has been playing this season. Uh, it's a great opportunity for both. This is the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day Show on 96.1 WSBT. Uh, that was Vince. I'm Tim. We're talking with players from the 2012 uh, Irish, Carlo Calabrese and Robbie Toma. Hey, Rob, let's go back to the very beginning out in Hawaii. Uh, recruiting. <laughs> take, take us through that, and we'll, then we'll get Carlos' thing about how you were recruited out there in Hawaii. Well, you know, obviously I'm, uh, I've been, you know, best friends with Manti for a long time. And, um, you know, college coaches were con – continuously at our practice every day we had college coaches at our practice so um, it gave me an opportunity to showcase myself at, in, at practice every day so the you know the coaches didn't just look at my film they saw my practice habits and um, you know Charlie Weiss and I became very close along with uh, coach Brian Polian who's you know back back at Notre Dame now but I got very close to those guys and um, you know it's just it was the best fit for me and and <laughs> I, think, I, think, uh, I think he actually got mugged in Cleveland. He was visiting Dan Fox, and he came with a black eye and like broke. Oh my it. goodness! And I was like, Coach, you just <laughs> you can just stay." Matt said the same thing. He's like, "You don't got to come every week. You don't got to kill yourself." <laughs> hey, hey, Robbie, what what were your thoughts coming into Notre Dame when you know people who didn't understand the situation? Because, you, like you said, the coaches saw you every day. I mean, yeah. they saw you in practice. They saw you live, and and people that didn't understand that, oh well, he's just coming as a package deal with Manti, all that. I mean, as an eighteen year old kid, that's that's a lot of pressure to put on you with that kind of uh, an unwarranted reputation. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it definitely as an eighteen year old, it wasn't it wasn't fun here reading a you know a lot of uh, you know bad things coming your way from from folks that you never met. But you know, I I, I came in with just a mindset to prove that I I can play, and um, you know, luckily I was able to when opportunities came, I was ready. And uh, but I like how Carlos said, you know, you don't really listen to the hype; you're just focused on. Um, you know what you do, and I was lucky to have a you know great friend group, and um, you know guys that I, that I still keep in touch with today. So you know, at, at eighteen, I think you you don't know that you don't know. So right. um, that's great. It just, yeah, I just you know, end up playing and, and and ball out. Carlos, let's get your uh, your thoughts and memories from being recruited. So I was I grew up in New Jersey. I moved out here. Um, 
because I met my wife at, at Notre Dame, thanks to Robbie and Manti. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> That's great. Right. Uh, yeah, my wife went to St. Mary's, Karen, and um, she was always over because she was from here. And uh, a few years later, we got married, and we moved back to Hawaii, where she grew up. So, so who came out to New Jersey? So you, you play high school in New Jersey, correct? Yeah. So who, was, who came out, who did your recruiting, and what was their pitch to you? Um, a bunch of coaches came out, out there. Um, but I, Weiss, Weiss was my guy. He was a Jersey guy. Uh, we were the last recruiting um, team, I think, with Weiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Notre Dame, so he's we were pretty close because he's from Jersey, and mm-hmm. I'm from Jersey, so he was always coming by. Um, I remember it was me. He always wanted me, Theo Riddick, and Tyler Stockton. Those were his three guys that he wanted. So he was always coming by, um, and it was good. It was great. We connected great. Uh, go ahead. No, no, I was just telling Tim that I was going to be up next, but um, so. What, where did Notre Dame rank for you? Like, what was your final four, final, whatever the, the kids are doing these days? But uh, obviously, mm-hmm. Twitter wasn't as big as it used to be. But where, who were who your finalists uh, before you ended up at Notre Dame? Yep, top three. I'd say top four um, was Notre Dame, Boston College, and Florida. I love, I liked Urban Meyer a lot. Um, and Good then reason. Fourth one was Rutgers. Just because. Uh, Hometown boy. Hometown school, yeah. Yeah. Robbie, you and Manti, were you um, almost pulling the trigger on other schools? No. So I was actually committed to UCLA um, for a while. And then um, I actually really wanted to go to Utah because I was very close with Kalani Satake, the head coach at BYU now. He was the defensive coordinator and, and the Hawaii recruiter out here. So. I really wanted to go to Utah. I was committed to UCLA, but, um, you know, everything kind of fell through. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, Coach Weiss told me, hey, I, I coached West Welker. I want you to be my West Welker. So, mm-hmm. Wow. That was, that's uh, great. That was a huge honor because I, you know, I really looked up to, to Welker and guys like Devon Bass. So, um, yeah, it was a no-brainer for me. One more point on recruiting before we move on. If I was a Brian Foley and I would have kept telling the coach, Coach, they're on the borderline. I got to go back to Hawaii. I got to stay in Hawaii. I got to stay with them. Take a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, think his, uh, I think he got a bunch of miles uh, you know, for those. But I mean, it was fun seeing him every, you know, every other week pretty much. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> We're with uh, Carlo Calabrese and Robbie Toma from the 2012 team on WSBT's Game Day Show. Carlo, um, we talked off air that obviously you do watch the games and everything. So what's your take on the Irish line, linebacker uh, uh, crew that we've got going this year? I think they're good. Um, I think they're pretty smart, um, sound defense um, that they're controlling there. Um, obviously, for this game, I think turnovers are, are big for to get this uh, victory. Um, and I think that I think it, as a group, they're great. You didn't play on your defense with a rover, did you? Like uh, Jeremiah here is no. on our team. Okay, okay. Nope. Um, Robbie, how about uh, you with the receiving core that we've got? We got some young players out there, and you, and you hear the word of they're not getting separation. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of pressure on them. Um, we're at a disadvantage, and Vince can tell you that because not all the press is allowed to go into the booth anymore. So a lot of what Vince sees 
Sometimes it's just what he sees on, on the field. But there has yeah. been comments, correct, Vince, that some of the people said there's sometimes just not separation there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Robbie. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely you know see that as well. But um, you know what? What I do love is that uh, you know how Ian Book takes care of the football for the most part. I mean. You know, he doesn't make a ton of mistakes. I think what is his, his completion percentage is over 60%, right? Right. Um, and, and I'm not sure what his turnover ratio is, but, you know, I think Tommy does a great job of, of uh, you know, keeping a balanced, balanced play, play call sheet and, um, you know, makes it easier for the younger guys. And, you know, this would be a huge game for them. So I'm excited to see if they're able to step up and, and make some plays. Just uh, for our listeners out there, as big of a game this is, the National Trophy is today uh, in South Bend at Eddie Commons between Burger Brew and Urban Outfitters. Chris Zorich, who will be with us later on, will be accompanying that trophy from 2.30 to 4.30 p.m., and then Tim Brown's going to be there from 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. Once again, that's in Eddie Commons, and you can get your pictures uh, taken uh, with the trophy and with one of those guys, uh, if, you, uh, if you so do. Um, tell me... Coming to what what surprised you the most, Robbie, about the campus in general? That when you come back since you played or whatever, is it you know the facilities? I mean, facilities are like night and day, right? Yeah, so so much has changed. I mean, you know, <laughs> even that that walk around um, where there used to be a road, now that's kind of blocked off, and there's that whole student center. I mean, that wasn't there when when we were playing or when we were at school. So. Um, you know, just to, and also, you know, going up, I got to go up in the box and see, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy to see the changes. I'm, I'm happy to see the changes though. I mean, it was boring in our stadium as a fan watching without a run. <laughs> so, uh, but the, but the experience and, and all the facilities are so awesome. And, um, you know, I'm stoked for the young athletes that get, get a chance to use it. How about for you, Carlos? Uh, going back, it's great. Now being a fan, uh, experiencing the tailgates and everything, um, it's great. Um, and with the, the campus, they're building something every every year. <laughs> a new building's going up every single year, so it's awesome. Um, so it's it's great to come back um, and be a fan and just and and just enjoy the tailgates and watch the, watch the Notre Dame win. It is way harder to tailgate. I'm like 0 and 7 at tailgates. I've lost. Uh oh. Especially the night games. Oh, man. So much harder to tailgate than it was to play. <laughs> I love the honesty. Yeah, tailgating's a marathon. There's no doubt about oh, that. Yeah, <laughs> it's I'm, definitely, I'm yeah. still a rookie. Yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of being fans, how how do you guys uh, how do you guys watch the games? Are you watching it like you're watching film, or are you watching it like you're a football fan? Watching it like I'm watching film. <laughs> yeah, Carla and I got together for the what game was it? We were playing. Ago. Yeah, we we were we were yelling at the TV quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. We had Mike Golick Jr. on last week and uh, or the week before, and he was telling us how he's. He, he, which game was it, Vince, that he threw the remote at the TV? Yeah, well, he said he Texas broke a remote. Yeah, yeah, he broke, broke a remote, remote against the wall. So. Mm-hmm. And we've had yeah. other players come on and tell us that, you know, they have to watch the game by themselves. They're so – somebody walks in the room, whether it's a wife or a kid, they tell them to get out of the room, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's a few that have been more laid back or, or whatever. Yeah. Time. The older, the older guys, you know, time generally 
I think weakens the uh, the excitement, not the excitement level, but the intensity level. I think the more time, the further away you are from uh, from the locker room. But yeah. it's it, got to be tough, man. I still watch you know games where I'm super critical about my old team. So I don't, I don't. Yeah. That would be very difficult to do. Vincent, not Taylor, just former, not just Notre Dame. Every every game is like watching film. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. NFL or any other college. Yeah. Tim events with former Notre Dame players, uh, Carlos Calabrese and Robbie Toma in, in Hawaii, both uh, right now. Um, so let's go a, a little bit into the game today. Um, Robbie, you're coaching, correct? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, granted, we have seen it, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> what I are you coaching? Your high, high school? Uh, I was actually supposed to take over the offense at Kahuku. Uh, I'm not okay. sure if you guys remember Kona Schwenke. Um, his old high school, that's actually the, the area that Manta and I grew up in. So I'm taking over the offense over there. All right. Give me a, uh, a one to two minute details. You're the offensive coordinator in Notre Dame going up against Clemson. What are we doing, coach? I Honestly, I, I, just, I think we don't need to do anything special. I mean, if we have the, the arguably the best old line in the country, that's, you know, that's, that's let them lead and, and make it a physical game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if we go outside of ourselves, there's, you know, you lose your identity. So I just, I feel like we just got to pound the rock and, and, you know, open up the passing games. And like we talked about earlier, receivers got to get that separation. And, um, you know, we'll have some built, I guarantee we'll have some built in um, throws for, for Ian to, to get, you know, get going, but yep. Just stay within ourselves and, and dominate. Yeah, Venables is noted for, right, Vince, uh, throwing all sorts of uh, fronts and looks at you, trying to confuse. Now, good thing for Ian, he's been around for 30-some games or what, whatever. But this uh, is, Yeah, this is his 30th start. Uh, so this is experience versus experience as far as, you know, Ian Book. But, you know, Tommy Reese versus Brent Venables, that, that is not experience versus experience. But Tommy Tommy's a good coach, and he has mm-hmm. proven in the one year that, you know, he can, he can put together a game plan. So – that's one of the off-the-field matchups that's going to be fun to watch, too, those two guys against each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Carlos, you're the defensive coordinator. What's your plans, Notre Dame, to attack that Clemson offense? I think this game all comes down to the defense, period. you got to start fast, um, limit, the term, uh, limit the penalties, um, and like Boston College did last week, you got to turn the ball over against this team. Um, so I think that those are the three. Oh, and you got to stop number nine. They, they put him everywhere. That I get scared. Good. <laughs> good, you, if yeah, you Robbie, stop, you got to appreciate that guy, right? And turn the ball over. Oh, yeah. We're, we're good. Well, I, I, I love the, the, the way Clemson plays football. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, although I'm a, obviously Notre Dame first, but Clemson's one of my favorite teams to watch when, you know, Notre Dame's not playing. So, you know, I'm, I'm, and we've been a hell of a football team too, so got to give ourselves some credit too. So it'll be a good, fun matchup. Yeah. So what an environment this season's been, all the challenges with uh, COVID and everything else. So what were your guys' initial reaction when you heard that they were going to go into the ACC? Either one of you. Robbie? I, I was excited. I mean, we're going to be in the ACC and probably win the ACC championship and then get out next year. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> go back to normal, so. I was going to say, going for a year. Be one for one. And can you just imagine how mad those those people, teams that didn't want them coming in there would be and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So uh, we got a minute, a minute or two left here, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Give me uh, your final thoughts on today's uh, game and a score prediction. Go ahead, Carlo. <laughs> score prediction. I'm not sure. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, though. Really? Yeah. When people expect it to be low-scoring, it becomes high-scoring. It happens quite often. It does. No doubt about that. I think it'll be high-scoring. Robbie? Yeah, I mean, when I was thinking about it this morning, I was thinking it would probably be around Irish 31, uh, Clemson 24. I think uh, I think, I think that, you know, DJ, the, the backup quarterback, is a, a great quarterback, but, um, you know, I think our, our speed is uh, on defense is, is right there with, with the best in the country. So um, hopefully we can, you know, kind of confuse him a little bit, but it'll be fun. Yep. He's a load if he gets going. What what yep. what is he? Uh, he's uh, he's six, six six four two fifty. Two fifty. Yeah, I had a chance to to watch him at that Polynesian Bowl, the the yeah. uh, high school American game. I, I coached that every year, and and he looked like a pro quarterback. <laughs> it was he's impressive, and I'm excited to watch this game. I'm, I'm I'm glad I'm doing an Notre Dame show because I'm not even going to attempt to mention it. Every time I say DJ, you can tell the last. Say his last name for me, Vince. I Trust me, I did. I just say DJ too. It's Ui Angalale. Ui Angalale, I believe. I, I've said yeah. it like a, I've said it probably a hundred times this week, and I probably said it sixty-five different ways. So I think that's <laughs> the way it is. I'm from Hawaii, and I'm probably gonna botch it, so I'm not gonna even <laughs> try to move, try to move to Hawaii and remember all the street names here. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh. That's a good. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm surprised you guys didn't get together for this big game. I'm actually going back out to Laie. So, Carla, you want to meet out there? No, sure. Waves are getting big. <laughs> Come on down. So, what do you? What? Tell me what goes on. What goes on at the North Shore? What? What's going on? Is there something? Oh no, my, my my parents. My parents still live out there. So. Oh, okay. I thought you were telling me there's some big waves. You're going surfing out there or something. Oh hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid of sharks. I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> water. All I'm right, a land, Robbie Toma Carlo Calabrese. We appreciate you spending the time with us, and uh, hope that you root the Irish to victory today. And we'll catch up with you uh, another time. Thanks for awesome. having us. Thanks, for having us. thanks, thanks guys. guys. Stay with us. We'll be back to Legacy Heating and Airs Game Day with Tim Growl and Vince D'Addario on Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT. And game day is brought to you by Legacy Heating and Air. Temperatures will soon be dropping, which means it's time to schedule your $89 preseason tune-up and safety inspection with Legacy Heating and Air. Ensure your family is safe and warm this season. Schedule service online at LegacyHeatingAndAirInc.com. We're also brought to you by Genesis Products. They're holding open interviews Wednesday at 1811 Eisenhower Drive South in Goshen from noon to 5 for all your plant and all shifts. By Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing. Contact Eric Yetterberg in South Bend or Matt Stem in Osceola. By Fisher's Barbecue and Catering. Make your Thanksgiving dinner a little better this year by having Fisher's in Mishawaka smoke your turkey for you. Call to reserve your space in the smoker by November 21st. By the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Not all heroes wear capes. The Food Bank of Northern Indiana reminds us all that we can play a role in ending hunger in our communities. Find out how at feedindiana.org. By Four Winds Field, or by Four Winds South Bend, Escape the Everyday, and by Industrial Door of Northern Indiana, dedicated to providing the best in garage doors. Tim? 
Thanks, Vince. This is the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show right here on 96.1 WSBT. And I, I talked about with our last interview the power of technology. We talked to Carlos Calabrese and Robbie Toma out in Hawaii. Now we're going to flip and go way down in nice, warm Florida. And if you hear something in the background, that's probably the wind. And we got Brandon Wimbush at the golf course. Yes, yes, Tim. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks nope. to you, you and Vince for, for having me. I, I am on the golf course, so we'll see how uh, – you know, we'll see how we fare today. <laughs> Let me tell, ask him. I got to ask some golf questions about that. So, uh, what handicap are you? Uh, I couldn't even tell you, Tim. I, I, I'm I'm just getting started. Uh, I think I'm on one of the nicest courses that they have to offer down here in Florida. So uh, we'll see when I get out there. I'll let you guys know what I hit. I'm just a hacker. Vince is probably. I never talked about Vince. I don't know. If you're, no, I'm just a hacker, man. Man, I don't think I played in three years. So. Sounds like we could have a good threesome together if we went out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brandon, um, let's start with the, your, your, your new big business venture that I've been reading up on, and I'm not even going to try to explain it to the audience. I, but I want you to, and I, I should have asked you before we even started, is it pronounced mogul or just M-O-G-L? Yeah. No, it's pronounced mogul. You got it right, Tim. Okay, so let's t- talk you about that. Right. Yeah, Why and yeah. how you got it started. Yeah, I'm excited, Tim, about the opportunity. Uh, I'll try to give it to you guys in, in a you know a 45 second to a minute, uh, kind of brief overview of, of what we're doing. And like I said, I'm excited, Tim, to be able to help athletes uh, monetize their name, image, and likeness. Obviously, being a, a former collegiate athlete myself, I understand the, the rigor and you know and, and all the advantages and all the value, really the value that you bring to a, a college town, uh, especially in South Bend, right? The Notre Dame team is, I think, you know, a lot of the economic activity within the, the South Bend region has to do with the Notre Dame football team. So sure. um, what I'm doing at Mogul, Tim, is helping or is creating a marketplace, essentially, um, a tech-enabled marketplace that will allow the college athletes across all sports to seek out uh, compensation opportunities. Um, so what these opportunities would look like, Tim, it, it, are, are marketing opportunities generally. So this is done at the professional level already. Um, so we're, you know, it's obviously going to affect next year, the rule allowing college athletes to get paid. So um, we're excited to be able to help them you know, with opportunities of, of autograph signings, car commercials, uh, voiceovers, um, you know, social media is going to be a huge component of our business. So all these businesses really want value, really want athletes, um, college athletes, uh, to help them continue to build their brand, right? And it's going to be a mutual, a mutual opportunity for both businesses and for athletes. So we're creating a marketplace. With all that being said, Tim, we're creating a marketplace it's going to be a, a platform that athletes will be able to sign up and, um, you know, come together and, and seek out these opportunities with businesses that, that post, you know, that post the marketing opportunities on the same platform. So are you going to be going out and getting the businesses for the platform and the athletes, or do you establish right. the businesses first and then the athletes come forward? Yeah, but you, if, it's, it's both sides of the equation for our business. So it, it's sales on both sides, right? And right. I think my competitive advantage with our team is that I have a, a familiarity with uh, with college athletes being you know one year removed from the sport, so right. they you know they, they, they trust me. Uh, I'm sorry about the wind here; it's picking up a little bit, but they trust me and they believe that I'm going to put them in the best position to be able to help them uh, navigate this market you know appropriately, safely, and effectively. And then on the side of the business, like I already alluded to, they they see the value of these college athletes, so they want access to them. And the community wants access to them. You know, mom and mom and pops want access to them. Right. So we're, we're we're providing that that access point. Well, Brandon, this is uh, I mean, brand new territory, obviously. So you guys are swimming in some uncharted waters. How do you yes. go about, you know, kind of establishing yourself in this brand new marketplace? Um, that, that's a great point, right? And it, and it's 
it's a first to market play, um, obviously. Uh, so we're excited to be on it. And my partner and I have, have really been at the grind for the past eight months through quarantine. Vince, we've had so much time on our hands to be able to to, to work on this project. Um, so, like I said, it's a first to market play, and then building the trust around the college athletic space, which is the NCAA, and and having resources within the program, uh, within that within that organization, is really important for us. And you know, I was, I was fortunate enough to to be. Uh, under tutelage of, of one of the, the best to do it, Jack Swarbrick, at, uh, who's the athletic director at Notre Dame and uh, who has a huge voice in making yeah. this, this market come to fruition. So, um, you know, having those relationships uh, and, 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 you know, figuring out ways to build trust is going to be a, a huge, uh, a huge competitive advantage for, for, our, for our, you know, for mobile. Uh, this is Brandon. Let's just listen to Brandon Winbush here on the Legacy Heating Air Game Day show. Tim and Vince here. How about a shout out to your partner, Aiden Sayo, uh, a great partner. He he grinded last night. He stayed in, Tim. Uh, <laughs> he stayed in on a Friday night and and didn't have the bar talk that we were we were talking about before this. But he stayed in last night and, and was working hard. So Aiden Sayo is a, a great friend and uh, he's been a huge part of our success thus far. Did you? Did he go to Notre Dame also? He did graduate from Notre Dame in seventeen. He's also a kid from North, Northern Jersey, where I'm from. So we we, uh, we knew each other from from uh, from those days. Yeah. So good good segue into a little football talk. So growing up in Teaneck, New Jersey, or whatever, uh, Notre Dame always on that horizon, or no, just not want necessarily. To play football? Not necessarily, Tim. I can't even tell you I'm the biggest sports fan there is, and that's something I've come to know <laughs> about about guys who play at the, the higher levels. Typically, is that they're not like the biggest sports fans. It's, it's interesting to look at. But um, originally, Tim, I was committed to Penn uh, to Penn State. My mom. My mom was a uh, was a lion herself, so I had a connection there. And then uh, and then James Franklin recruited me. I, I committed to him, and then I took a visit to Notre Dame's campus. And whoever's been to that campus mm-hmm. knows that it's a it's a special and a heartfelt place. So it didn't take me long to to kind of reconsider my decision and um, and flip and, and make the ultimate you know commitment to uh, to Notre Dame and, the, and Coach Kelly. Yeah, you talk about how beautiful campus is. I often tell people that come in from town that. A lot of the local heroes don't even take advantage of it. It's just an un, unsung gym around here, too. Dabble was on sports uh, game day this morning talking about how he took his whole team around it. Yeah. And I don't know if you heard this, Vince. They watched Rudy last night for the team film. Of course Clemson they did. did. It, seems like every, it seems like every team does that, Tim. It, <laughs> yeah. it, it's like pregame, right? They'll, they'll, they'll throw on Rudy as if, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what the coaches are trying to do. But, no, I, I've heard that a lot of these teams – where a lot of these coaches take their teams and, and walk around the, the campus because of how special it is. So, so now, um, did you was the indoor facility come in right after you, or were you in yeah. the last year of that? After was, you? After I left, yep. So what do you think of that facility? Didn't get to experience it, but it looks like a, a great facility for the guys and for every other sport, I think. So it, it yeah. opens many more access points and access times, right? Because, you know, I had a bunch of friends who were playing on other sports, and they, Tim and Vince, they would, they'd be practicing, you know, all times at night, ten o'clock at night. So, so just have <laughs> um, more availability in terms of, uh, in terms of, you know, economic footprint, places to, to practice and to operate is huge for the entire program, entire organization at Notre Dame. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point, Brandon, because I don't think a lot of people realize that 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 Rolf's or you know the, the other indoor facility was yeah. used by everybody, and it was yeah. only, there's only X amount of time in a day, exactly. and you know you need that extra facility, and uh, it, it benefits yeah. more than just football. So that's a really really good point that you make. Exactly, I'm I'm happy that you know it's in place right now, and 
And like I said, people don't have to be coming from practice at 10 p.m. And you know what I mean? So there's a, there's a nice balance now, and everyone has the opportunity to access a place like that to practice. Um, what was, the you think, the biggest difference in, in the four years that you were there as far as did they add training table when you were there too and improved on that? I mean, what did yeah. you see? I, we can talk on, uh, just endlessly about the training people yeah. and stuff. I mean, they're just fantastic and everything like that. Yeah. I think, but what uh, what was like what was like night and day? Was there anything that was night and day from when you started as a freshman to when? when um, I'm just. I mean, you, that's the thing, though, Tim. Is that training stuff, right? I think mm-hmm. I think ultimately that staff and and the, the leadership from top down there um, contributed, you know, immensely to the change that, that we went through from the four and eight season to, to 17, right. To uh, mm-hmm. whatever it was, 10 and three, but you know, there's a, there's a cultural shift within the program, Tim, that, that kind of, that was, I would say night and day. Um, so, you know, there's nothing bad to say about the, 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 the previous coaching staff or the strength staff. It's just, it's just, you know, this staff, the new staff, took it to a new sure, level sure. and got all, right. all the athletes, all the guys to buy in. That happens with a lot of organizations. You know, uh, you, you get to a certain level. It doesn't mean that anybody's bad, but then somebody else has got to retool it and take it up to the next step. 100%, right? It's, it's like it's any corporation, too. It's like, yep. okay, we've reached our max. We've reached our peak. And, um, you know, maybe got stale or whatever it might have been, right. but it, it needed some uh, some innovation. Hey, Brandon, obviously tonight's game is, uh, is a, it's a big game, right? And you played in your fair share of big games. Is it, is it different preparation-wise for you going into a big game? Or, you know, what's it like on game day when you know that there's going to be more eyes on the game? It means just yeah. a little bit more than just your average game. Yeah, um, it'd, be, it'd be foolish of me to say that it's not a different feeling, a different environment. I mean, I, 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 you know, it, it must be weird on campus right now, just given oh, that no one's able to be, and especially so game day, Vince. I don't know if you remember, but the last time game day was on campus is the Michigan game, right? And, That's right. Yeah. And God quad and um, and uh, you know the quad right right there in front of touchdown. Jesus was packed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's where game day had you know done their setup. But I mean, I can only imagine what it's like this week. Um, but you know, maybe you're a little bit more focused, right? There's not much going on on campus, not a lot of activities, so. But definitely, I think it's it goes without it goes without saying that there's a different feel when you play these types of you know these caliber games. So, um, so yeah. But it's, it's it's all about you know Coach Kelly always preaches it's all about us, right? All about the guys in the locker room, the staff, how we're able to prepare. It's not about the other team. And you know, I think Notre Dame's in a position that if they if they took it that way, if they prepared that way, then I think they're in a position and they have the guys to to be able to pull this game out. This is Game Van WSBT 96-1. We're talking with the former Notre Dame quarterback, Brandon Wimbush. Do you still stay in contact with some of your teammates yeah. out of college or some that are still on the team? 100%. I think those are lifelong relationships, Tim. So, um, you know, I think my last couple guys that I'm really tight with are, are the are the uh, old grumpy guy, Mr. Crawford. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, he, he, and then uh, Ian Book, obviously, you know, being a, a tight friend and a, a good competitor. So, and then the rest of the coaching, I mean, the coaching staff and Tommy, obviously. And then, and then, uh, you know, I have my group, my group of friends from when I was playing there that we still keep in, in touch with. And uh, a, I was fortunate enough to be able to build that, those relationships. I'm going to steal Vince's question. And he's, so he's going to have to think of another one here. So when you watch, when you watch a game, are you watching as a quarterback 
yeah. making decisions, or can you watch it as a fan, or it's just too early yet to? to I think it's too early. Mode? I think it's too early. <laughs> I'm like falling protections. I mean, although right, like the OC, <laughs> the OC left, and I'm like Ian, like you know, change that, right? Like like shift that, slide the protection this way. Um, you know, so so I I know exactly what's going on in, in Tommy and Coach Kelly's head. So it's like it's funny when Ian does something or or uh, the O line is doing something wrong, and I, you know I'm I'm sitting there as as almost a coach on, in, in my home and uh, and wants to, to to go help the guys out. Speaking of coaching, is that something that you ever thought you might get into? Never, Vince. Never. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know why. I just I never. I don't think I. I only I. The lifestyle, I think, was the biggest yeah. thing for me. I mean, it's tough. tough. One of my buddies is down at LSU as a GA, and he's telling me all that he has to do. And um, I just, you know, I, I plan on having a family one time, uh, one yeah. day, and and uh, I, I just see how much they're they're away from their family. So, um, hats off to the, you know to those families that are able to go through it and, and successfully um, successfully get that job done. A lot of those are our current offensive line players were your current. Or, or were your offensive line players uh, too? What kind of comment do you have on those big studs that are up front for us this year? I think Ian has the best offensive line in the country. I think it goes without saying. So um, he has five studs right, right right in front of him. Five of the big, the best guys. Five of the biggest guys. Uh, obviously, the running game has has kind of opened up because of that. So um, I love all those guys, and, and and they've done a great job of leading that that team in that offense. Um, I always give praise to the offensive lineman Tim because you know they're they're the engine to the machine. So sure. without them, there's nothing that's that's kind of brewing. Absolutely, absolutely. Go ahead, hey, hey Brandon. What's it like having uh, you know? Obviously, Notre Dame is is quote unquote tight end you, right? So what what's it like <laughs> as a quarterback to know that you've got some of the best tight ends in the country? Uh, you know, not only blocking for you, but also you know as that awesome safety net and, and even more than that in the past game. Yeah, I, I, man, I wish I would have used. I think I had three at not my disposal, but like I had three really good tight ends consistently every year. I think Ian has five this year. Ben, so, <laughs> right. so might be five has, and a half with uh, Mayor. I mean, he's, he's, right. he would come for more than one. <laughs> right, 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 right. So I mean, he has, you know, he has them all that he's able to to use, and and I love how they use them in different ways. And Tommy being a heck of a blocker and. Brock being another heck of a blocker, and you know, even those guys are able to catch passes, and then the freshmen coming in, and I don't even know all of them, but I'm 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 happy, and like you said, it's tight end you. It's been that way, and you get a draft guy every year, so it doesn't look like that's slowing up anytime soon. So your offensive coordinator for this game, what's your game plan? I think we have to continue with the passing game. I think we have to continue expanding on the passing game. Uh, I think Ian has has found a good a good hand. Uh, I think Javon McKinley has, has really come out, come on strong within the past couple of weeks. So, getting him the ball, getting your hot guys um, touches, right? I, I think it's it's a lot about players, right? Making big plays at the at the, at the big time. So, um, I think we continue to do what we're doing in the running game. Continue to run behind these guys, but I think the passing game and and Ian being um, elusive with his feet is going to be a huge, huge game changer for us. Is it understated that his 30 games of experience is going to help because if the Venables is one that changes all sorts of fronts all the time, throws anything he can at you? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've seen it. We've seen it a couple of years ago. So Ian has seen it more specifically. And uh, I don't think their defensive line is as stout as it was back then. But I think Ian knows what he's going to have to do back there. Um, you know, making plays with his feet, 
uh, you know, being nimble, right, as you said, right? I think uh, Venable is able to do that with his defense. So Ian has to be a little bit more open-minded to what's coming, right, and not just so stuck in on the game plan and, and the protection scheme that, you know, that they put in for the week. Are you a score predictor? I'm not a score predictor, but I think um, I think uh, I'm not a score predictor. Let me just leave it at that. <laughs> High-scoring game or low-scoring game? How about that? I think it's going to be a defensive game. Okay. Yeah. Right. That seems to be the consensus. I think it's going to be a defensive game. Um, so, yeah. You got it. All right. We're going to close with you talking again about your business, Mogul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, go ahead and give the sales pitch again for Mogul and then tell sure. our listeners or anybody that's out there how they get more 100%. information. 100%. Um, so, so if you want more information, our Instagram is at get, G-E-T dot M-O-G-L, get mobile. We, we, we often do Instagram live sessions with uh, former and current collegiate athletes. We, our last one was with Enrique Ogubanwale, which the entire South Bend and, and even the nation is familiar with. Um, so we, 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 you know, we just want to help out college athletes as much as we can, um, empowering through the, through this process of the name, the name, image, and likeness rule, allowing them to be able to seamlessly compensate and, and make money off of their name, image, and likeness. So if you're a business, um, go ahead and, and sign on our, uh, on our, um, on our website, which is mogul.online and sign up and you're able to post your opportunities for athletes to take advantage of. Um, we're excited about the opportunity uh, to be able to serve both marketplaces. So um, thanks for the opportunity, Tim and Vince. No problem. That's M-O-G-L dot online. Right. You got it. Well, thank you for giving us uh, so much time with us, Brandon. We really appreciate it. Time for you yeah. to get out on the golf course and yeah. uh, <laughs> take care of business out there and then root the Irish to a victory later tonight. I'm looking forward to it, Tim. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks, thank Brandon. You. All right, Vince. Uh, the SBT, your home for the Fighting Irish. Welcome back to Legacy Heating and Air's Game Day with Tim Growl and Vince D'Addario on Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT. And Game Day is brought to you by Legacy Heating and Air. Temperatures will soon be dropping. Not today, but they will soon be dropping, <laughs> which means it's time to schedule your $89 preseason tune-up and safety inspection with Legacy Heating and Air. Ensure your family is safe and warm this season. Schedule service online at Legacy Heating and Air, Inc., Com. The show is also brought to you by Irish Realty, Steve Smith team. When buying or selling a home to building and remodeling, go Irish. Irish Realty by Luck Lightner Door. They open all the right doors. By Monterey Mexican Grill. Authentic Mexicans serve fresh daily at McKinley and Division in Mishawaka. MontereyMexican.com. By Southland Orthopedics. Team physicians of the University of Notre Dame since 1949. By Tim Growl State Farm Insurance. Get a trusted, familiar name as your good neighbor agent. Call Tim at 232-9981 and by Budweiser. Budweiser locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Football fans, this Bud's for you, Tim. Thanks, Vince. And the game tonight will be about 59 degrees at kickoff time. Starry, starry night out there. No wind to speak of, no rain to speak of. What a perfect night. And what a perfect day it would have been for uh, tailgating. But, uh, you know, we can... Just wish about that, but go on. Maybe next, maybe next year, right? Maybe next well, year we'll have some home games. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the, the, you know, uh, tailgating in general. We talked about. We talked with uh, Robbie Toma and Carlo Calabrese about tailgating. It's a marathon anyway, mm-hmm. but then you get these seven thirty starts, and you're really talking about oh, a marathon because guys get out there, you know, kegs and eggs, man. Like sure. six, seven o'clock in the morning, 
and then you go all the way up to a seven thirty kickoff, man. I, yeah, there are there are brain cells uh, in the St. Joe County area that are saved because there's not going to be any <laughs> tailgating today. Uh, speaking of how important this game is, too, a reminder that National Trophy is uh, out today at the Eddie's Common between uh, Burger Brew and Urban Outfitters. Chris Zorich, who will be joining us so- shortly, uh, will be there from 2.30 to 4.30, and Tim Brown from 4.30 to 6.30, so you can get your picture taken with them in the National Trophy. Yeah, in our second hour, we'll have Brian Driscoll from Irish Breakdown. We'll have former Notre Dame All-American and Chicago Bear Chris Zorich, and we'll have members from the 1993 Fighting Irish uh, win over uh, FSU, Brian Hamilton, and Clint Johnson. Well, let's let's you and I just talk real quick. Real quick, I got to tell everybody, uh, Michigan just scored again. It's yep. IU thirty-one, Michigan twenty-one, with thirteen and a half approximate minutes left in the game and stuff. So, uh, looks like IU's for real, and maybe Michigan is as bad as we think. Well, but Michigan still got a chance to come back, I guess. Hey, any day Michigan loses is a good day if you're a Notre Dame fan. So but, I've got the game on. Off camera here, uh, so I'm I'm keeping an eye on it as well. Hopefully, I I use offense is very very good, and uh, and Michigan's defense is not very good. So hopefully, they can hold on to the ball and uh, drain some clock here. Yeah, Northern uh, I use quarterbacks over 342 yards with three touchdowns. He completed 30 out of 46. Wow, wow, and he can run. That guy can don't even show his his no what he's running today, but he can run too. So give me a couple of key matchups that you're going to be watching as your uh, analyst role for Irish Breakdown. Well, I'll tell you what. I think, um, you know, obviously the headline in this game is the fact that, you know, Trevor Lawrence isn't in, right? And in his his backup is a true freshman, but he's a five-star true freshman uh, in uh, DJ Ui Angalale. And, uh, you know, he he's excellent. He's very, very good. He's big. He's a load. He's 6'4", 250. He'll run you over. Uh, he's been limited in the run game just due to, you know, some nagging, you know, injury type stuff. But they may open him up in this game. They may need to. So, um, you know, what does the offense can do against Notre Dame's defense? But what I'm going to be paying attention to is the other side of the ball when it's Notre Dame's offense. And how is Tommy Reese and this Notre Dame offensive <clears throat> staff going to utilize the tight end position? Because they have two of the best tight ends in the country Absolutely. on this team and Tommy Tremble and Michael Mayer. And Tommy Tremble hasn't even been used to stretch the field. And I think the combination of the matchup between the tight ends and the linebackers and the tight ends and um, the safeties for Clemson is going to be a matchup to watch because that's a matchup that Notre Dame can win, and they can win it often in the pass game. There's no question. You can use both those tight ends at multiple levels. You can send Tommy Tremble deep, bring Michael Mayer underneath. I mean, that that's a winning combination right there all by itself. So uh, that's going to be a fun matchup to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, it seems like uh, Tommy Trimble's been doing a lot more blocking and Mayer's catching more of the passes lately. So Yeah, that is, and and hopefully, you know, it becomes a situation where they start to utilize Tommy Trimble a little bit more in the pass game because he's an excellent blocker. There's no question about it. And look, Clemson does a good job of taking away what you're good at. Notre Dame is really good at running the football. So they're going to pack the box, and they're going to challenge Notre Dame in the run game. So you're going to have to be able to throw over the top of that. You're going to have to uh, make them stay honest if you want to win this game and if you want to put points on the board. So uh, they're going to have to go to the wide receivers, Ben Skoranek, you know, uh, Javon McKinley, uh, Avery Davis, Joe Wilkins. Those guys are going to have to win some 50-50 balls because I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of one-on-one coverage. Uh, so they're going to have to win some of those, and, and Ian Book's going to have to put it out there for them. 
You got it. You got it. Uh, we'll be right back for the second hour of game day with uh, members of the uh, 1993 Fighting Irish, Brian Hamilton and Clint Johnson, and from the Holtz Heroes Foundation, former All-American Chicago Bear, Chris Zorich. Plus, we'll have another edition of Who Are, Are You with the uh, publisher of Irish Breakdown, Brian Driscoll. And we'll be back in just a few minutes. This is your home for Fighting Irish Football, 96.1 WSBT. Our Notre Dame football Saturday continues with game day. Brought to you by Legacy Heating and Air. Now your hosts, Tim Growl and Vince D'Addario on Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT. Welcome back to the second hour of game day. Glad you are with us on this big, big game day. Notre Dame, number four against number one. Clemson Tigers kickoff just after 7.30 p.m. But we're going to continue getting you ready for this uh, day, evening, next four hours, pregame before the game. we got Matt Embry back in the studio producing, and Vince and I are in our locations having a great time. The first hour went very fast, had some really interesting guests, and we have some in the next hour, too. We're going to be joined by All-American former Chicago Bear Chris Zorich and Brian Hamilton and Clint Johnson from the 1993 team. But we have somebody that's even more, carries more clout as our first guest, and that's the publisher of Irish Breakdown, Brian Driscoll. And I mean that, Brian. Thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> so, guys, we're going to do something different. Instead of a series of questions, we're, um, well, I'm sorry. Let's see if Matt's ready. Another edition of Who Are You? We are there. So, I'm going to ask you guys, you're going to be different coordinators or coaches or whatever, one for each team. I'll assign that as we go. So that's the who are you. So in this first segment, who are you? Brian, you're the defensive or the offensive coordinator for Clemson. What's your game plan? I think the biggest thing is, is you have to find a way to get Travis Etienne involved in this football game. I think the more Travis Etienne is involved in this game, and it's got to be Running inside, running outside, it has to be pass games, screens. Uh, you have to have him as be a focal point. Your, your one star is out. Trevor Lawrence is out. You need your other star to play big in this game, and you know that Notre Dame's game plan is going to be to try to limit him. So I think you then use him, you get him going early, and then use him to set up other opportunities. So maybe you move him around to get into a matchup you like. That opens up something backside. So. I think the game plan has to be built around Travis Etienne and finding ways to allow him to be impactful in this game as a ball carrier, path catcher, and as a decoy. So a follow-up on that, the uh, quarterback, what are you going to do to make him comfortable? I know you had last week his first start or first time he got to play, so that really helps. But what else are you going to do to make him more comfortable? I think the first thing is you have to try to establish the run game early. You have to try to get a read on what Notre Dame's trying to do. I would move the pocket with them. I would run some bootlegs. I would run some quick throws. I'd throw some screens, just some things early in the game that allow him to get comfortable before you start really attacking down the field. If he can hit some throws early, then you feel like, okay, the moment will kind of slow down for him, and then he can kind of get a read on what this really athletic Notre Dame defense is doing, and then that's when you kind of really, really start to take over with him. Okay, that was Brian Driscoll being the Clemson offensive coordinator. Now, Vince, you are the Notre Dame defensive coordinator. How are you combating him? I've always wanted to be Clark Lee. He's my idol. (laughs) Um, Okay, so how am I going to – well, first of all, you've got to know where number nine is at all times. But I've got a couple of pretty good guys in my stable as well, and Jeremiah Wusukoromoa and Kyle Hamilton. So I'm going to be using those guys. I'm going to be putting them in different spots on the field, try to mix things up. But I'm always going to know where number nine is on the field. The biggest thing is I'm going to have to get pressure on DJ uh, 
Ui Ongalale. I'm going to have to get pressure on him with my front four because if I have to look and we'll blitz and we'll do some different things to keep him off balance and, and show him, you know, change his eye level, things of that nature. But if I can get pressure with my front four, uh, then that will allow me to be uh, much better in the secondary and allow me to be that much more explosive back there. If I can't get pressure with my front four, well, now I'm going to have to start bringing linebackers into the equation and things of that nature. Now I'm putting my secondary on an island, and that's when things might go south for me. So uh, got to get pressure with the front four, but I'm always going to know where number nine is for Clemson. So how confident are you that you're going to get the penetration you need with four, the, your linemen? Well, I think that Notre Dame's front is playing much better. I really do. I think, uh, you know, we saw it last week. Uh, they were able to pick up a few sacks. I think Hayes is having, you know, this is an opportunity for him to take his game to another level. It's kind of what Irish fans have been waiting for for a long time. I think Ade Ogundeji, and uh, I'm still in Brian's thunder here because we talked about it on our podcast over at irishbreakdown.com, uh, but Brian's expecting a big day for Ade Ogundeji and what he can do uh, in this pass rush. Uh, he is so athletic. He is so long, and he is just waiting to break out, and this is a perfect opportunity for him to do so. And then the middle of the line, um, those guys have been playing so much better. And the interior of Clemson's offensive line, they've got four new starters altogether on that offensive line. The interior is the most susceptible to pressure. So that's where I'm going to be focusing a lot of what I want to do but to get pressure on the Clemson quarterback. We're going to get him right up the middle. Okay, we're with uh, the publisher of Irish Breakdown, Brian Driscoll, and the football analyst for Irish Breakdown, our own Vince D'Addario. All right, so now, um, Brian, you are the Clemson defensive coordinator. What are you going to do to stop Notre Dame? Make Ian Book beat me. I mean, it really is as simple as that. I'm going to do exactly what we did in 2018. We're going to load the box. We're going to run stunt. We're not going to allow – we're going to basically have more guys in the box than Notre Dame's lineman can block. And we're going to make Ian Book throw the ball downfield. I'm going to press with my corners. I'm going to not let Ian Book throw a quick game. I'm not going to let him get the screen game going. If you're going to beat me, you're going to have to beat me throw with Ian Book throwing the ball downfield. And it's not just one play here, one play there. You're going to have to do it consistently because – if, if Clemson – if we try to be balanced against the Notre Dame offense, then Ian Book will be able to make some plays, the running game will get going, and then that's when they can kind of eat the clock up. We need to be able to make Ian Book beat us down the field, and if he does, you tip your hat to him, tip your cap to him, and say, well done. But you cannot let the Notre Dame run game get going. How worried are you of the players that are going to be out on your defense for this game? Very concerned. I mean, look. The, the best the best way to have an elite defense is to be really good right up the middle. And Clemson is m- missing three starters right up the middle. You know, Tyler Davis is out. That's the best defensive tackle on the roster. You're missing two inside linebackers, including a veteran Mike linebacker. And now you have to go against one of the best rushing defense offenses in the country. So, yeah, if I was in the Clemson defensive coordinator's shoes, I'd be a little nervous about the ability of my interior to really hold up and, and make big-time plays in this game consistently. Vince, offensive coordinator for Notre Dame. You heard what the defensive coordinator is going to throw at you. What are you throwing at him? Well, I, you have to establish the run. I mean, everybody in the in the stadium and everybody that's going to be watching this game knows that Notre Dame wants to establish the run game, and the offensive line needs to show up. The, you know, the last big opportunity the offensive line had was against Michigan, and they didn't show up. And there's a million different excuses for that, but the bottom line is they they didn't play the way – everybody kind of anticipated that they would play. So they have an opportunity right now 
to, 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 to quiet some of those critics. Uh, they are, in theory, the number one offensive line in the country. So let's go show, let's go show them what we've got because not only do we have a very good offensive line, we've got pretty darn good stable of tight ends that can block too. So, and Kyron Williams toting the rock and Chris Tyree, um, you know, that's going to be important. And, and that last name, Chris Tyree, he is going to be a focal point in my offense. I am going to get him out in space. I'm going to get him out on wheel routes. I am going to get the ball to him. Uh, he has had limited touches the last few games. I'm hoping that, you know, Notre Dame has been resting him because he's not used to putting in, you know, the, the time and the carries that, you know, he's been doing, you know, in high school. He's a true freshman, right? So uh, Chris Tyree should be a focal point of the offense and then got to get those tight ends involved, uh, get them to, to stretch the field. The matchup with the safeties and the linebackers, I think, is a really, really big one that Notre Dame can exploit. This is the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day Show on WSBT 96.1. Um, Brian Driscoll from Irish Breakdown. Just analyze both special teams if you think one or the other is going to be better than the other or win the game. Let's put it that way. Well, I think it's a, a relatively evenly matched game. I think both teams have really good coverage units. I don't think either team is necessarily – uh, dynamic with their return game, although I, I do think Travis Etienne has a 44-yard punt return this year, but he's not their primary punt returner. As long as you can keep Lynn J. Dixon, their kick returner, from making a big play, I, I think Notre Dame can keep their special teams in check. And I think both teams had very good place kickers. So, you know, there, there's a chance that this game could come down to a kick at the end of the game and who's the most clutch guy. So I think the big key for both teams is just don't let a big play turn this game around on on special teams. I think that's that can be the difference. And if you are, you know, Notre Dame, I think the, a big thing is, as Vince talked about Chris Tyree, this would be a great game to give something a shot as far as some kind of reverse or some kind of setup or some some kind of gimmicky thing in a situation where you try to spring him free because, you know, there's lots of ways to get Chris Tyree the football, and one of those is in the return game. Vince, you get intangibles. Any intangibles Ooh. that are going to be important to this game? Well, we talked about this on Sportsbeat last night, and uh, Sean Styers and Darren Pritchett both went – the Clemson route on intangibles because, you know, they've been in this situation. They've played in big games. They've had, you know, that opportunity and they've succeeded uh, to a high level. I went with Notre Dame because I, I looked at this game in a bubble and, you know, this game by itself, everything's fallen right for Notre Dame. You know, they've got defensive starters out. They've got Trevor Lawrence out. Um, you know, Clemson is in a situation where all the pressure's on Notre Dame and, they can win this game. There's no question that they can win this game. They get this game at home, obviously. The if not now, when, you know, a phrase that we've all been talking about, I completely buy into that. If not, if they can't beat Clemson now, when are they going to do it? When are they going to have that opportunity again? And this is a golden opportunity for Notre Dame, I, I think. Uh, would they love to have Braden Lindsay and and, uh, and Austin in this game? Absolutely. So they're not going into this 100% healthy, but in my opinion, that the intangibles fall on Notre Dame's side. I think they've got every opportunity to win this game, and I think they should. All right, Brian. Why don't you give us your score and what you think how the game's going to play out tonight? You know, I'm not great at making predictions as far as what I think will happen. I'm just going to go what should happen. And I think to Vince's point, this is a game Notre Dame has to win. This is a game Notre Dame should win. There's really no excuse not to when you consider what Clemson is missing. And you're supposedly a top-five team. So I made a prediction for Notre Dame winning 27-24. I think the defense is going to keep Clemson in check. And the question becomes, can Ian Book make enough plays to win the game? And if he can, then I think Notre Dame has the better team. If he doesn't, then Notre Dame is going to fall short just to, uh, once again. And I think it could be like, you know, like what we've seen the last two times they played Georgia. Are you able to be in the press box tonight? 
I will. Yes, I will be up there with the uh, the 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 bird's eye view, right? The coach's view. So, yep, I'll be up there. It's going to be a beautiful night. Beautiful night out there tonight and everything. Of course, Vince, Notre Dame gets a Southern team up in in November. And I know, right? Degrees. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, we appreciate you being with us again. Tell everybody, all of our listeners, how to get more information on Irish Breakdown. Got irishbreakdown.com is where we have all of our written content. We also launched a YouTube channel this week, and we had eight Clemson preview videos out this week, and, of course, our podcast. So make sure you stay locked into everything that we got going on at irishbreakdown.com. We appreciate you uh, doing your job up there as well as you always do it. Look forward to reading your newsletters and uh, – Every every Sunday, I'm looking at whatever you publish, and during the week. Too, so. <laughs> well, and we've got a YouTube channel now too, Tim. You gotta you gotta I log gotta on to there. That? You gotta I log on so there and subscribe, man. We got you all kinds of good stuff. You hear enough events, Tim. You hear enough events. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Well, we'll we'll let you go, and then we'll bring on another superstar. You just yeah. warmed up the audience for him. I'll be forgotten as, as soon as Chris George starts talking. People forget about me. I understand. <laughs> I will too. I thanks. Will. A, thanks a lot, Brian. We'll see you next thanks week. Thanks guys. Stay with us. We'll be back after a short break with All-American Chris Zorich on Sports Radio 96.1. Back to Legacy Heating and Air's Game Day with Tim Growl and Vince D'Addario on Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT. And Game Day is brought to you by Legacy Heating and Air. Temperatures will soon be dropping, which means it's time to schedule your $89 preseason tune-up and safety inspection with Legacy Heating and Air. Ensure your family is safe and warm this season. Schedule service online at LegacyHeatingAndAirInc.com. We're also brought to you by uh, Genesis, Genesis Products. They are holding open interviews Wednesday at 1811 Eisenhower Drive South in Goshen from noon to 5 p.m. for all plants and all shifts. By Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Contact Eric Yetterberg in South Bend or Matt Stem in Osceola. By Fisher's Barbecue and Catering, make make your Thanksgiving dinner a little better this year by having Fisher's in Mishawaka smoke your turkey for you. Call to reserve your space in the smoker by November 21st. By Food Bank of Northern Indiana, not all heroes wear capes. The Food Bank of Northern Indiana reminds us all that we can play a role in ending hunger in our communities. Find out how at feedindiana.org. By Four Winds South Bend, Escape the Everyday, and by Industrial Door of Northern Indiana, dedicated to providing the best in garage doors. Tim? Thanks, Vince. And it's about 72 degrees in South Bend. Beautiful. Game kickoff tonight. Yes, it is. It's going to be about uh, 59 degrees. A perfect, perfect night for a game. Um, we did get an a, uh, update from NBC that the game kickoff, of course, will be on NBC at 730. Um, but uh, Joe Biden is going to be addressing the nation, I guess, at 8 o'clock. And NBC News will preempt the game on NBC. And that game will move over to USA uh, TV until the speech ends, I guess. so Terrible decision. Yeah, not the best thing we want, but... Uh, that's what the hand that's dealt with uh, right now. Hey, I was, when you were going through the sponsors, I was thinking to myself, I, I think I'm going to stop at Fisher's on the way home tonight and get some. Uh, <laughs> well, so I, I eating those during the season, you know. I'll tell you what. In the back of my head, I was thinking about that smoked turkey offer uh, for Thanksgiving. I mean, that that's uh, you know, have that taken off my plate. That's not a bad idea. I, I like that idea. I was thinking, I mean, all these sponsors, they're you know, they're up my alley or whatever because you know, I go, I go to Monterey Mexican Grill that has great food. Yeah, Budweiser, Bud Light, I drink Bud Light or whatever, Southland Orthopedics. That's my orthopedics <laughs> for all my ills and, and my kids' sporting injuries and everything. So, And then Irish Realty. 
I bought a house with Steve Smith, so I got there all you the, go. I, got, I got most of those guys covered stuff. I do want to mention that um, uh, it is a live show, and sometimes this happens with guests. Uh, Chris Zorich, uh, we're try efforting to get him right now. He's down with that trophy, getting pictures taken. Um, but the Holtz Heroes, Holtz Heroes Foundation uh, has been sending members to here to uh, make awareness of their organization. Their former Irish Predators represent a 501c3 corporation dedicated to preserving and supporting the legacy of Coach Lotz, Lou Holtz, and his players while providing a platform to provide financial assistance for the educational needs of underprivileged students and legacies, as well as support charitable and educational activities in organizations within the communities. They're doing a, a lot of good out there. And if you want to help, um, just like I've made a small donation to them, it's www.holtzheroes.org. Holtz with not an apostrophe, just H-O-L-T-Z-S, H-E-R-O-E-S dot org. So yeah, it's, a, it's a great, I mean, that is a, it's a great foundation. And, and those guys, you know, under the umbrella of Coach Holtz and what he meant to those guys and, and how he, you know, turned boys into men. I mean, there's no question about it. And to pay that forward, I mean, it's just, it's a great foundation. It's a great group of guys. And it's been so much fun to talk to those guys about their memories and then about, like I said, how they're paying it forward to others is, sure. is just, it's inspiring. Um, and it's, it's fun to be reminded of that every week when we get to talk to those guys. And that's the thing about doing the show all these years. I've always asked people because, you know, sometimes this, this world, everybody just wants to know the negative and people just come up and say, well, who was a jerk, you know, off the air on the show or whatever. I said, nobody. And they go, oh, yeah, right. And so actually many of these people have gone on even later in life and have, taking jobs on to go teach when they're 60, 65. They're, they're presidents of philanthropic organizations. They're back in the community doing Habitat of Humanity. And just like these whole heroes uh, people that we're talking about, that started with Lou's Lads, and they were doing things. They just wanted to take it up, kind of what we said before, go to the next level, like we were talking with Brandon. So that's why they changed the moniker and uh, changed the focus. And we've got you know people like from Randy Kinder doing you know things down in, in Florida to people doing things all over the place. Yeah. So um, um, that's just, they're just good people. And actually what we're going to do right now is I think we have all American and for former Chicago bear and a, a representative from the host heroes foundation, Chris Zorich, Chris. Hey, hey, what's up guys? How you doing? Hey, thanks for taking the Still time honored. out. I know you're busy. Down, yeah. I know yeah, you're busy absolutely. down there. You're getting your picture taken with that national championship trophy. Yes. You know, I'm sorry, but I have an opportunity to take a picture with the, National Championship Trophy presented by Amway, which was great because I didn't have a chance to hold it a lot back in '88. But now I'm taking a picture with it all day today. <laughs> that's a, that's a good place to start. How did you know? Is everything pretty much done when they award, they award that? Sometimes in the playoffs now, right at the field. But how did that work back in 1988? How did that trophy come to Notre Dame? After well, you, guys you know, it? it was just one of those situations where they actually, I mean, we saw it when we were there. And they presented it to Coach Holt and the administration uh, after the game. And then after that, it was in the locker room for a little bit. And then we transported it back to South Bend. And it was in our trophy case for probably about maybe, I think, for the full year. And then you had to return it. Oh, really? Oh, oh wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I thought I thought everyone got to keep a replica of it or something like that, but so you're gonna you're gonna make sure you get a lot of the actual original one. The actual original. Oh, okay, I got you. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I got you. All right. So is there a good crowd down there getting pictures taken? Yeah, this is awesome, man. I had a chance to see some old folks that I uh, went to school with, some younger people. Uh, you know, it's a really great time having a chance to kind of 
interact with, interact with the fans in a socially distanced or responsible way. Yeah, everything's quite different, quite different these days and stuff. So we were just talking, making everybody aware of, again, uh, the whole Heroes Foundation, what you guys do. But why don't you tell me f- from you, I know you're involved with it, you know, what that means to you and the, the, what they're taking on to do around the country. Well, you know, it's really what Coach Holtz's legacy is all about. And, you know, there are other coaches who have uh, foundations and uh, not-for-profits that they're involved in. But having the chance to be involved with Coach Holtz and his foundation makes it really kind of an honor because it not only represents us as players, but really kind of what we learned while being uh, players for Coach Holtz. And that's about integrity, helping others. And one of the, the really great programs through the foundation is kind of identifying families that unfortunately have lost uh, uh, players and their parents. And for us, and I, I can start rolling off names, which I really don't want to, but, you know, knowing that we can help our fellow teammates is important. But, you know, knowing that they, their kids are growing up with kind of an extended family is really important. Like Vince's favorite uh, phrase, paying it forward. That's what you, all of you guys are doing. It, and that's fits the legacy yeah, of uh, Lou one Holtz. That's one Correct. Of what we're doing, there are scholarships and and really mm-hmm. the idea of making sure that not only do we have a chance to help other people, but knowing that we're helping people in his honor is really important. Well said. Well said. Let's uh, let's uh, shift to number one team here at Notre Dame. You were part of that back in 1988. Give us how it was during the week that you knew you're coming up against uh, number one Miami. Well, you know, I think it's really exciting because I don't know if you remember, we were actually ranked fourth. So when you look at right. kind of the, when you look at both the, our game today and also the game in Miami, it's kind of, they're, they're drawing really good parallels. And, you know, we're just hoping for these type of success that we had against Miami that these guys are going to have against Clemson. Tell me again where you were when all that uh, scuffle, uh, uh happened in the that was all Miami we didn't do are you kidding me no we're just, we're just fire boys we didn't do anything there. that wasn't that wasn't us by any means so <laughs> so you're deep in the trenches uh, for the 88 uh, team what are you seeing out of our trenches uh, this year I mean you know it's exciting to know that we have a young defensive line but also um, one that's going to make plays I think that's one of the the exciting things about it is having a chance to kind of watch them. And, of course, when I watch, I don't watch people. I don't watch the running back. I watch the quarterback. I'm watching the guys up front because, you know, that's, that's what I did. And so I know that if we have, have any chance of beating them, our defensive line has to play really well today. Hey, Chris, obviously Clemson's starting a true freshman. It's his first uh, game on the road. An excellent quarterback. But when you played on the defensive line, whether it be at Notre Dame or in Chicago, what was it like going into a game where you knew that this guy was green? It was like either one of his first starts or, you know, he's a rookie or or whatever the case may be. What what was that like for you? I mean, that's something that we obviously paid attention to. But really, I mean, there's – there's a reason why uh, a person is with that organization. If it's on a professional level, this person is a pro, and if it's in college, especially someone at Clemson, I mean, 
yeah, he's a he's a freshman, but did you guys see the game where he came back from Boston College? So, you know, I mean, that's, and I'm not trying to sound like Coach Holtz, but the idea, <laughs> even though a person may be green and maybe first road game, uh, they're still phenomenal players. And knowing that you have a chance to kind of play against someone who is as good as the freshman quarterback, it's going to get them pumped up as well. This is Tim and Vince on WSBT Game Day Show on 96.1 WSBT. We're talking with a former Consistus All-America uh, at Notre Dame, uh, Chris Zorich, who was also a Chicago Bear fan. So we've been asking everybody, you kind of alluded to that. We've been asking everybody, how, what kind of fan are they when they're sitting there? We'll put it at your, in your, when you're at home. Watching. Yeah, you're you're very, young very guy compared to me, so. A few years. <laughs> well, I think a few years sounds a lot better than 30 five or whatever it was, man, that sounds a lot better. So, <laughs> oh, no, I mean, you know, it's now I have a chance to kind of, I look at the defensive line first and then sit there and see how the play evolves. But now I'm just a fan. I mean, I'll, I'll choke and holler and yell when a team is not doing well. But at the end of the day, I mean, I know what these kids have to sacrifice on the field and having a chance to just compete is something special. If you win something or if you win games, that's really just the icing on the cake. We're talking with Chris Zorich on WSBT, the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day sh- Game Day Show. Do you get back for most of the home games, or or just a few? Uh, I I had planned on it, obviously, but what was going on with with uh, COVID? I, I obviously wouldn't have a chance to kind of go to the game, but having a chance to kind of watch it at home with my buddies and the exciting things. I'm going to have the opportunity to be on the Rally House, which uh, is kind of a virtual experience. Notre Dame. The Notre Dame Athletic Department put together for both fans and former players. So I have to get off the phone with you guys and shoot back to Chicago and kind of hang out on the uh, in the rally house so fans would have a chance to kind of interact and hang out with with, with former players. So I'm really involved, hey, man. I'm just kind of hanging out. <laughs> That's awesome. So you're you're not going to be able to get in uh, into the stadium at all today. I am. I am actually shooting back as soon as we get. I got about another hour, and then after that, I got to <laughs> back to Chicago and, and watch the game, and then jump on the rally house virtually. Nice, very good. Well, it's great that you're able to come to town and hang out with the Notre Dame fans. It's been a tough year all the way around. How how have you and your family uh, been able to cope with the the, the COVID and everything? Everybody okay? We've been taking responsibility with with everything, and we're excited because we actually have a daughter here who's a freshman of St. Mary's. So understanding that when we do come up, uh, everything is done with the social responsibility. And just knowing that we're excited that she's had a chance to kind of fulfill uh, a full year uh, here at St. Mary's. So as we let you go, do you think it's going to be a defensive game, being low scoring, or offenses are going to go to town, or or if, you're, or if you are in a score prediction mood, we'll take that too. Well, first of all, you're talking to a defensive player, so that that's that's one thing. <laughs> that you no know kind of response I'm going to get. The only sad thing is that I, I kind of wish Trevor Lawrence was playing because I'm one of those old school guys that want to play somebody at their best. Absolutely. Because I know we we can beat them, even though they have Trevor Lawrence. So this game. We'll, we'll definitely win this game. And, you know, this is just going to be an opportunity to go on and play Trevor, hopefully, in the, in the ACC playoffs. You got it. Hey, um, Vince and I, even though we live right here, two-mile border from Michigan, we don't care for Michigan very much. Uh, 
So I don't know if you're a Michigan fan or not, but IU's up 38 to 21 over Michigan. Four minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's. I mean, I, I I've had I have a buddy, my Maluga buddy Rick Delion, huge huge Michigan fan uh, because his dad was. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a Michigan fan because when I was at Notre Dame and I played, we never lost to them. So I'm a, I'm a fan because I never lost to them. So wow, um, that's a good stat. Go blue, go blue. Yeah, I'm very, <laughs> you got very it. Proud of that stat. As a matter of fact, we had, we didn't lose to any Big Ten teams when I was playing, so I'm kind of proud of that as well. I gotta put that on my stats when I'm interviewing guys from your era yes, and stuff. You so appreciate that. Yes, well, you go you out do. and have a good time with everybody today, and and then when you get back home, root the Irish to a victory. We appreciate your time. Sounds great, man. Go Irish. Thanks a lot. Go Irish. Thanks, Chris. Bye, guys. Bye. We'll be back with we'll be back with Clint Johnson and Brian Hamilton from the 1993 team on Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT and streaming on WSBTRadio.com. Legacy Heating and Air's Game Day with Tim Growl and Vince D'Addario on Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT. And Game Day is brought to you by Legacy Heating and Air. Temperatures will soon be dropping, which means it's time to schedule your $89 preseason tune-up and safety inspection with Legacy Heating and Air. Ensure your family is safe and warm this season. Schedule service online at LegacyHeatingAndAirInc.com. By Irish Realty, Steve Smith team. When buying or selling a home, to building or remodeling, go Irish. Go Real or Irish Realty. My Luck Lightner door. They open all the right doors. By Monterey Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican serve fresh daily at McKinley and Division in Mishawaka, MontereyMexican.com. By South Bend Orthopedics, team physicians for the University of Notre Dame since 1949. By Tim Growl, State Farm Insurance, get a trusted, familiar name as your good neighbor agent. Call Tim at 232-9981 and by Budweiser. Budweiser locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Football fans, this Bud's for you, Tim. Thanks, Vince. A couple of um, things of note to remind everybody. The game tonight at NBC will be, obviously, uh, will start on NBC at 7.30, but at 8 uh, um, o'clock, President-elect, I think, I'm not going to get into politics, and I think that's what you call him now, but he's going to speak to the nation at 8 o'clock. So NBC News will take over that channel, and the game will be moved to USA Today, and still the speech is over. So um, I hope you people, everybody's got channel jockey. <laughs> yeah, that's right, and I'm sure a lot of people don't even have that channel, so that hurts. But uh, then also a reminder, Chris Zorich, we just spoke with him. He's down at Eddie Commons between Burger Brew and Urban Outfitters, along with the uh, national trophy for the college, and you can get his pick, your him, and the trophy's picture taken with you. And uh, Tim Brown's going to be there 4:30 to 6:30. So um, get down there; it's a beautiful day. Keep listening to us in the car, um, or you can catch us uh, later on when you get back in the house. Our next guests are from the 1993 team. They know all about what it takes to play a number one team, and they know all the hype. But we're going to find out what all that hype was about because I know we all grew up uh, with that hype. So with us currently right now is defensive lineman Brian Hamilton. Hi, Brian. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for having us. If I just said... 1993, Florida State versus Notre Dame. What's the first thing that just pops into your head? Uh, first thing that pops into my head was that feeling is John uh, Wooden batted down the ball, that euphoria that went through the stadium okay. uh, of, the, of that win Perfect. and uh, knowing the next day that we would be the number one team in the nation. 
So just celebrating with my teammates and kind of enjoying that moment. Where were you at on the field when that happened? Were you? I was, uh, you know what? I still kick myself to this day. We had uh, three down linemen in and I was at nose. And I oh. did a loop around with either Jim Flanagan or Brian Young and uh, should have had Charlie Ward for a sack, and that would have ended the game. But he was such a great athlete. He got outside of me, but luckily Sean Wooden was able to bat the ball down and, and end the game for us. So, so you, of course, you told Sean that you you stopped the step or two so that he could be the hero and not you, right? Exactly. So now he's in the, all of the videos when they show that game. <laughs> hey, also joining us now from that team is wide receiver Clint Johnson. Good afternoon, Clint. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Hey, since we started on that, where were you at when that when Sean batted that to play, batted that ball down? I think we were all on a knee praying. I think uh, <laughs> somewhere near the end, somewhere near that end zone. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky if you didn't kneel down, you'd get crushed or whatever at that, that time, getting all the stampede out there. So let's go back to the beginning of that week, you know, because there's been obviously this week hasn't been as much hype around the campus and everything because of COVID and everything, which has put a somewhat of a damper on it. But, you know, Notre Dame's found the protocols and keeping everybody healthy. But how about let's start in that week before uh, for you guys. And uh, Clint, let's start with you. What do you remember about that, that week before? I just remember that week was, uh, like you said, probably for us the most hype game we had in our entire Notre Dame career, you know, going number one versus number two. Uh, obviously, a guy coming from Florida also, it was, uh, you know, a lot of phone calls from people back home, uh, a lot of uh, conversation, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, talk, you know, about, you know, <laughs> you guys aren't going to be able to win this game and all that good stuff. So, so uh, you know, it was a lot of hype. You know, I remember doing a lot of interviews and stuff going into that game as well. Um, and then, you know, I had some guys that were friends of mine from high school that were on that team. And, and so, uh, so it, it was just, uh, it was an incredible experience to be a part of, um, you know, and, uh, the one thing I, I always have bragging rights, even though we, we didn't, we came away empty handed as far as the national championship, but coming back home to Florida, I can say that during my entire Notre Dame career, I never lost to a Florida team. So, so I always hang my hat on that. That's great. Chris Zorch just told us he never lost to a Michigan, which I didn't know that either. So good tidbits for today. Brian, how about you for that week? Uh, yeah, for me, uh, you know, kind of, kind of similar to to Clint. Uh, I just remember how how locked in our guys were that week. Uh, you know, we were excited to play Florida State. Like Clint said, no one was giving us a chance. Um, you know, and Coach Holtz definitely honed in on that uh, during the week. And I remember so much hype being around their offense and defense, uh, you know, and not really giving our guys any credit on either side of the ball. So that was definitely a motivating factor for us. So, guys, the, the last time that Notre Dame beat a number one team uh, in the nation at Notre Dame Stadium was you guys in 1993. So if, if you could get into a room with this year's team, what advice would you give them going into this game? Brian, I'll let you go first. Uh, I would I would say just uh, just live in the moment, take it one one play at a time. Uh, sometimes uh, you know when it's a, a game of that magnitude, uh, you get you get kind of uh, lost in in your emotions, lost in what everything that's going on around the team. So just uh, you know just make sure you lock in, take it one play at a time, and on offense. You know, control control the line of scrimmage on offense and on defense. I think that's going to be 
the uh, biggest part of the game. And I know that it's going to be a physical game. So I think the most physical team wins and the uh, team that wins the uh, turnover battle as well. Clint? Clint? Yeah, I think it uh, it kind of reminds me of something that Coach Holtz used to say to us all the time is that, you know, nothing's ever as good as it seems and nothing's ever as bad as it seems. And somewhere in the middle there lies reality. And so I think as long as they stay, as, as uh, Brian just said, said uh, tuned in, you know, if it's a bad play, on to the next play. You can't worry about what's been done. Uh, so just focus on the next play and uh, and stay locked in. Know your assignments, play assignment football, and I think they'll be fine. That's Clint Johnson. We're also talking with Brian Hampton. They're both members of the 1993 Notre Dame team on the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day show on WSBT. So did you guys, either one of you, think that it would look where we're at till now that we wouldn't have a team so while playing for a national championship or or not have another number one team come in here that we could really beat? I mean, it's just kind of a different. Clint? No, I mean, uh, you know, it has been surprising. I think um, I think I saw like a post on social media that said actually our team was the last team to actually win a bowl game also. And uh, mm-hmm. and so, you know, you would never think that with all the great athletes that come through Notre Dame, all the guys that they recruit year in and year out, um, that, you know, you would experience this type of drought. Um, but, it, you know, Notre Dame's a different place. Uh, it's a tough place because, uh, like you said, the uh, – the expectation there is always national championships, you know, because there's really nothing else to play for. And so, um, you know, the the expectations are going to always be high and, and living up to those expectations and the fans' expectation uh, is pressure. And so, uh, you know, how these guys deal with the pressure uh, day-to-day, practice after practice, week after week is, uh, you know, it's a, uh, uh, you know, a tribute to those guys and how they go in and then prepare. Um, but you know, it's, uh, you know, sooner or later we gotta, we gotta break the mold. And so I, I believe these guys have the ability to do it based on what I've seen this year. Um, but they can't, you know, like I said, they can't get caught up in the moment. Uh, and they just gotta stay even keel no matter what happens in the game and just keep playing. Brian, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's hard for me to believe that sometimes too. I know it's been a number of great athletes that have come through, uh, since Clint and I have left. So it's unfortunate that they've never reached that, uh, you know, that level of success. Uh, but I think like Clint is saying, this is the year. Uh, oh, I feel like we get over the hump uh, in the past, you know, with the past teams. I think we've been pretty good at beating the teams that we're supposed to beat. But uh, yes. to be a great team, you definitely have to beat, you know, the teams uh, where they're not giving you a chance. And I feel like this team this year, um, you know, this is the best that I've felt in a while. I know we're going to compete, and I'm, you know, no worry for me at all. You know, you know, if I could throw one thing in there, the game that they played against Georgia a couple years ago, you know, it showed that they can compete. You know, I thought they had that game won. Yes. And so I think if you can draw off of that energy that they showed against Georgia uh, back then, uh, and again, I think they've they've got even better players, in my opinion, now than they had in that Georgia game. And, uh, and so if they can take some of that confidence level in there uh, and just play these guys, just play them straight up, you know, I think, they'll, I think they've got a very good chance to walk out of there with a victory. Right. And, I, you know, and the, uh, piggyback off of that, I think the players finally believe. And that's, you know, that's the biggest hump to get over. Uh, before, I'm not sure that they uh, thought they could compete with, like Clint was saying, like the Georgias and Alabamas, Ohio States. But now – they believe and they want that challenge. So I think that's the biggest difference now. That's Brian Hamilton. We're also talking with Clint Johnson, both members of the 1993 team that beat number one Florida State. 
Clint, let me ask you, you're a kick returner as well as receiver on the team. How do you see the kicking uh, returns? It seems like it's not like back in your day where you, you, you just couldn't put your hand up and take fair catches all the time. You know, no. running, running for your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's a. That'll get I, you know, motivated, won't you? I was about to say I probably would have ignored that rule myself. <laughs> 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 but uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, for me it was uh, hey, anytime I got a chance to touch the ball, I wanted to do something special with it, and so. Uh, you know, it seems like, you know, some some of these guys these days, it's like they take the easy way out and fair catch it out. You know, that wasn't happening definitely in our day. You know, if you wanted to stay on the field at Notre Dame, you had to do something special when you had an opportunity. And so the kicking game is always huge no matter where you go and where you play. And, uh, you know, Clemson's got some special guys. I've seen some of their guys return, but I think we've got some guys that can uh, equally match that. I tell you what, I think our kickoff recovers – Kickoff coverage has been outstanding, you know, this year from what I've seen. I mean, they get down the field and they stay in their lanes and they're very disciplined. And you're going to have to be disciplined against these Clemson guys. Let me stay with that thought real quick. You averaged 40.9 yards uh, for kickoff returns and you had one. Do you still remember that one? I think I vaguely remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nowadays, you really, I don't know, maybe I don't see enough highlights. You just don't see kickoff you don't. hardly anymore. And it's it's yeah. just not part of the game the way it used to be. And, and you know, just from a fan standpoint, those, those kick returns, whether it be punts or kick returns, can just change the makeup of the game so much. Right. And it just feels like that's been taken out of the game a little bit nowadays. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was always a great momentum build if you got a great, you know, punt return or kickoff return. And uh, everybody fed off that energy, you know. Yes. And so, again, that's why I, I, I was an energy guy. I played off and fed off other people's energy, too. And so if I could have a dynamic return, you know, I mean, it always got me hyped and got me going in the game. So, I, you know, I loved it. And even now, you know, when I see one, like you said, it's, it's rare. You know, it's rare to see him. And, uh, and when you see him now, you know, it's almost even more celebrated. It's like, wow, you know, I haven't seen one of those in forever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brian, I wanted to ask you, Brian Kelly, one of the things that he's talked about a lot is the speed of this uh, 2020 defense and uh, just how when they arrive at the football, it's a different sound than he's heard in the past from this team. Your, your defense kind of had that going on, too. Uh, just how does that change just the way you play when you know that guys are going to be flying to the football just all over the field? Uh, hey, we used to love to uh, to meet at the football, so I, I know that it it just uh, turns everybody up uh, when every when everyone's hustling to the football. Uh, I think the pass rush uh, for this team has been unbelievable. Uh, I love the way that they tackle in the pass. I felt like we were a little soft coming to the ball and you know missing a lot of tackles, but now. You know, if we get a guy and it's in the open field, I expect them to to make those plays, and most of the time, uh, they do make them. So uh, I've been happy with the way that the uh, D line has been getting after it up front as well. It was good to see Dalen Hayes uh, get involved uh, last was last weekend and yeah. take a couple of sacks because we've been missing uh, his aggressiveness. But it's 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 always fun, and I think it's contagious when you see guys flying around. Uh, you know, that just uh, ups the ante for the defense. So we have a defensive person in Brian Hamilton and an offensive person in Clint Johnson. So we'll start with Clint. It's going to be a low-scoring game or a high-scoring game? <laughs> well, as an offensive guy, you always love to see the <laughs> the, uh, the high-scoring games because it's action. But uh, I hope it's low-scoring. I think if it's low-scoring, that's in our favor. Absolutely. Are you a score predictor? Uh, gosh, I'm going to say – Notre Dame 20, 
Clemson 13. Love that. And also, real quick, are you a calm watcher of games or are you a fanatic nervous watcher? Never. (laughs) Never. Never. I've never been a calm watcher of games. As a matter of fact, I I don't even watch the games with anybody else because they get scared around (laughs) me. I have to be in this room by myself, you know, and they they only come in when it's commercial breaks. (laughs) We've had numerous players say that, that they yell yell at their wife or kid to come in and get out of the room. Get out of the room. Yeah, you can't do it. You got your pick. Brian, let's start with you. Low scoring or high scoring, and then you can also tell us what kind of fan you are to watch a game. Uh, I think I'm, I'm going with uh, a score close to Clint's. I think it's going to be 21-24. Uh, Notre Dame will get the win today. And my family loves watching with me because we all get excited. My wife went to Notre Dame as well. Okay. Uh, you know, my son has aspirations of going there also. So we all get excited, love watching the game as a family. So it's uh, – you know, always better when Notre Dame wins. Do you guys uh, communicate uh, together often and with other teammates? <laughs> yeah, it's funny you say that because Brian, <laughs> myself, uh, Brian Young, Lake Dawson, Jeff Burris, Aaron Taylor. Uh, yeah, Aaron Taylor, Jermaine uh, Holden. Jermaine Holden. We're all on a group text, and I think uh, we talked. Was- at least 50 times a day, it seems like. Sometimes I look up and there's like 85 text messages on my phone, uh, you know, and we just go off on tangents and everything. But, yeah, we're always reminiscing about the good old days and, and uh, you know, how it was, uh, you know, at Notre Dame back then. And, you know, the, the funny thing that we always look back and reflect on, I think, is just it was a different time, you know. And, and uh, sure. you know, we, we always kind of comment now, like, these kids have such access to everything None of us knew who the other one was, except for, you know, like Brian right. and those guys that came out of Chicago knew each other. But I met Brian for the first time. I, I, I left Orlando the day after I graduated high school and moved up to Chicago. And oh. so Brian and I started hanging out over that summer. And that, but that was the first time I ever met him. First time I ever talked to him, you know, was when I got to Chicago. But now, you know, these guys got access to the huddle and, and the internet and they can see, you know, and get to know a guy well before he probably even graduates. You know, once guys start making commitments, they already start studying these other guys that are coming in with them. You know, we didn't have that. We had, I think, what was it, Tom Lemming? I think Tom Lemming's right. report was it. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. and you were either a blue chip prospect and you were in that book or nobody knew who the hell you were. <laughs> so thank God I was, I made it in the book, you know I mean? And, uh, but you know, that, that was a great thing I think too, because we bonded, you know, and our group of guys was just so close. And as I say, even today, you know, we're all still brothers and uh, you know, we look out for one another. We try to take care of one another and, uh, and we're each other's backbone and support system still, still today. And, and I think a lot of that comes from, the camaraderie that we had, the games that we went through, the memories that we all share. And, uh, you know, it was a special time and a special place. Well, we've, we've heard that from many players and stuff, and it's a great fraternity of players. And we sure appreciate you guys joining us on here and sharing some of your views and thoughts. Oh, you my got- gosh, guys. And I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm watching this this Florida Georgia game. This kid just – it's like the Dak Prescott ankle break and scored a touchdown. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Uh, All right. Thanks, guys. You have a good time. Go Irish. Hey, thanks, guys. Go Irish. Hey, Vince, we got time just for give you a score here before I wrap up the show. Well, it, it's pretty simple for me. I'm with these guys. I, I've got like a, a 23-21 Irish victory. I think there's going to be a good amount of field goals. Uh, I think uh, Notre Dame's going to get into the red zone. They might have to kick a couple field goals, but that defense, man, that Notre Dame defense is going to take them to victory today. All right. I like what everybody's thoughts are today. Please join us back here next week as we get you ready for the game with Boston College. 
As of this time, kickoff has not been announced, so we don't have an airtime. So please listen to WSBT all week for that time. Thank you to Matt Embry back in the in the studio, and thank you for listening with us. Your Fighting Irish are getting ready for their big challenge tonight, and let's all root them on to victory. So for Vince D'Addario, this is Tim Growl. Again, we thank you for listening to the Legacy Heating and Air Game Day Show on your home for Fighting Irish football, Sports Radio 96.1 WSBT. Go Irish! Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 